Amen. We'll look in 2 Timothy chapter 3 again. I'll read one verse of Scripture there, and then I'm going to uh, hit a lot of things this morning. I, I told you yesterday that I want to talk about the two spirits, two spirit, the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Antichrist. Uh, before we get to that, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, get into uh, the idea of a, a convert or a Christ follower. Uh, we have a responsibility to prepare ourselves in the Word of God, uh, but we also got to understand that, and we know that Satan is a great deceiver. Uh, he has been using the same tricks uh, since the Garden of Eden and twisting Scripture. A lot of things that we hear today, they sound good. There's just no Scripture to back them up. Uh, or the Scripture that you find is in, in, in contrary to what is being said. And so I want to remind you, and 2 Timothy chapter 3 gives us a great um, foundation to uh, study in this. And I'll remind you of verse number 5, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. There are a lot of things that have a form, but there's no power. Uh, you cannot uh, grieve the Holy Spirit, quench the Holy Spirit, and then claim the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not possible. Uh, you, 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 can, you, can, you can use the terminology all that you want, uh, but it just cannot happen. And I'm sure many of you have heard the term, I just follow Christ. Anybody ever heard that? I, I'm just a Christ follower. And uh, I, I can I can I can I can worship God and, and on my own and this and that and say different things that sound good on the surface. And I'm afraid sometimes we're intimidated by that, or sometimes we don't know how to respond to that because well, I'm a, I want to follow Christ. I follow Christ, and these emerging churches are using this to deceive. This two ways they're using this uh, terminology and this this idea. One, they are drawing backslidden Christians into their cult. And it is a cult. Uh, somebody uh, gets out of fellowship with God, or they, they get upset at things at church, and we'll just come over here. We just follow Christ. We don't follow man. Uh, you're not going to have a man get up and, and tell you that you have to do this and this and this and this. And, and they twist that uh, preacher. So don't be don't be afraid to just get up and say, "Thus saith the Lord." That's what we're supposed to do. But they'll twist that. You just come over. We just follow Christ. We just we just serve Him. So they. Instead of people having to deal with their, their backslidden condition, get right with God, get back in fellowship with God, they go and they join these emerging churches, and they get in there told, they're okay, uh, you just follow Christ, and you don't worry about man, and then they are deceiving the lost and saying, you just follow Christ. Uh, that is your, and they're deceiving them into being saved, and they're not saved. I'll get a little bit ahead of myself. Uh, uh, you may see their advertisements. You may see this thing. Well, they, they baptize uh, 22 these big baptism days and, and all these things. And you even get a free t-shirt that says you got baptized. And you get all of these things. And, and, and it's all this emphasis on the baptism. And sometimes we look at that. Or, or in, in the case in this area, uh, you can go, you, as a Christian, you can go to work. And, the, and, and these other people tell we had this many baptized and this many baptized. Well, we didn't have that many baptized. Well, what are they doing right that we're not doing? Well, we're not legalists. We just follow Christ. Let me let you in on a little secret of what happens. They come to these churches and they use this terminology, we want to be a Christ follower, we want to follow Christ. How many of you would like to be a Christ follower? Who wouldn't raise their hand? Who wouldn't? They accuse us of, of easy believism. They accuse us of the one, two, three. You know what I'm talking about. 
How many of you like to do? Come forward and, and declare that you're going to be a Christ follower and literally give them a decision card. I can, I can back this up. Give them a decision card and you just check, would you like to be a, a follower in Christ? And praise the Lord. John here today has decided he's going to put his faith in Christ and he's going to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's give him a hand. Give him a hand. Take him up and baptize him. He's no more saved than if he had never walked in. Matter of fact, he'll have a harder time getting saved because he has been told that he is a follower of Christ. And so we have to understand this is what they are doing. This is their theology. Now, uh, let me go ahead and show you the, the, the difference here. There's a convert or a Christ follower. I bet yesterday morning, last night, I mentioned you, I am not a Christ follower in the terminology that they use. I am a convert. There is a great difference in a convert and a Christ follower. John 3, 3 says, Jesus answered and said to him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 1, 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Romans 1, 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. 1 Corinthians 1, 18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. You and I know that the only you cannot get saved unless there's a recognition of our own sin nature, recognition of our own lack of ability to be saved and believe that there's a payment for that sin. And without the Lord Jesus Christ and His payment and complete faith and trust in Him, we cannot have salvation. There's a little more to that than just saying, I want to be a Christ follower. There's a bit of a lot. You've dealt with them, I've dealt with them. They like the idea of Jesus Christ, but they get them to admit that they're a sinner. You get them to admit that they need a Savior. That's a whole different thing. If you're saved this morning, that's how you got saved. Uh, it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. You became a convert. It's a different thing than what the Scripture talks about being a disciple of Christ. And most people who claim to be a disciple, they need to look at the Bible definition of what a disciple really is. There's a big difference in a, in a convert and a Christ follower, their terminology. A, a convert is somebody who trusts Christ as their Savior. If you, if you, you, you know the Scripture. Uh, it, it, the words are born again. The, the words are saved. The words are received. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. There is a, the, the new creature. Uh, that, that is Bible terminology. You cannot just de declare yourself a Christ follower. Just because it, just because you buy you a t-shirt that says, I follow Christ, and just because you have you a nice a bracelet that says, what would you, WWJD, doesn't make you saved. There has to be a conversion. And if you're denying the power of the Holy Spirit, which we'll get to next, you cannot have the Holy Spirit indwelling if there is no conversion. The convert or the Christ follower. It is master versus model. Model is a term that is used over and over again. I just want to model Christ. 
that sounds good. Don't you want to be like the Lord Jesus Christ? I want to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to live the day that would please Him. I want to become more like Him today than I was yesterday. I, I have an opportunity to do that, and you have an opportunity to do that because I have the Holy Spirit inside of me that will help me do that. But there's more to it than just saying, I want to model Him. And there's master and model. There's, there's, there's two different things. Now let, me, let me define them to you. Uh, the convert... Is a, is a Christian. He, he believes, he's believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's been saved. He's been converted. He's put his faith in the finished work of Calvary. You with me? Yeah, yeah. The Holy Spirit is indwelling in him at that moment of salvation. And because the Holy Spirit dwells in him, he can become more like Christ. Notice the difference in the Christ follower. They, they define uh, salvation is not required. Receiving Jesus as personal Savior is not a prerequisite. Uh, believing uh, one who follows certain... believing but They believe that one who follows certain spiritual disciplines can be like Christ. That's where you get this idea, and I'll reference this book in just a moment. We like Christ, we don't like the church. There's no salvation is not necessary. I just want to follow Him. I just want to model myself after Him. I, I just want to uh, put some spiritual disciplines in my life. You've all seen this, and it's a wonderful thing to see somebody believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Then when the Holy Spirit is in them, you watch them grow as a Christian. And what begins to happen? The, the, on the, the outside begins to change because of what's on the inside. If you try and change the outside and there's nothing on the inside, that's not going to work very well. And that is the difference. There is no salvation. There is no conversion. It's just let's follow Christ. Be a Christ follower. And on the surface, that sounds good. You take a lost person who is lost in their sins. They are. They know there's something missing. They go to one of these emerging churches and, and, and it, it, it appeals to their flesh. It's what they're used to doing, satisfying their flesh. Then now just declare that you want to be a follower of Christ. Well, well yeah, I want, to be a I want to be a follower of Christ. They take them through that whole process. Just Here's your car. You, you decide to be a follower of Christ. They have declared their faith in Christ. And they'll use the same terminology we use. They've put their faith in Christ. Not like you have to do to be converted, to be changed. You have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. They baptize them, give them a, a matching t-shirt, send them out. I, I, I'm a follower of Christ. They don't have to change a thing. Now, I'm not telling you you have to change your life to be saved. You know what I'm saying. But you have to recognize that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. And to be told you're just a Christ. And then, and then they get in their ear. Oh, they, no, no, you stay away from them. They, they, that's why they come back with you. That's, I, have to, I have to be saved. I have to, this, that's legalism. Because they're confused by trying to model. How many of you are saved this morning? Amen. Anybody ever had a hard time being like Jesus? <laughs> a few from the reaction. Most of you, uh, all of us. Can anybody here say that I've always responded like Christ would respond? I believe everybody in here wants to be like Jesus. 
It is hard enough to battle our flesh when we have the indwelling Spirit of God. But to have no spirit, no, that's why there's no change. That's why that's why the, 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 everything is pagan about the services. That no, con, there's no conversion. But what they are they're trying to do is they're trying to create a politically correct Jesus, a likable Jesus. The Christ follower just models this Jesus that has been created in their minds. Let me read a, a few things to you. Uh, I mentioned this book to you yesterday, The Language of the Emerging Church. It was co-authored by several uh, of their uh, gurus, if you will. Um, and this is them defining their terms. This is them defining what they believe and what this emerging church believes. And I'm going to give you some, some quotes. I'm going I'm to quote some things to you. I don't like quoting them because it's blasphemous. But I'm going to quote them so you can see what we're, de we're dealing with. This is why you've got to be reminded, and I hope to get to this later in the week, the once-delivered faith. Every, uh, everything else is taught uh, besides that once-delivered faith is not born in heaven. It's not born in heaven. It's been born in hell. And I, I, just, I just get a little worked up when, when, when my Savior is, is treated and spoken about as these, as these individuals speak about Him, these Christ followers. Let me, let me read to you what they say about Jesus. As soon as I find the letter J in here. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. Okay, 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 okay. H, I, J. Alright. This, this is what they say. In this new world, we must present a Jesus that the world doesn't know it is missing. In the same way that some biographies need to be rewritten for each generation. The story of the incarnation needs to be incarnated. In this case, Jesus is the first pre-modern, post-modern, so that people cannot just make Christ the center of their lives, but bring their lives into the center of Christ's life. First of all, what does that even mean? But did you catch that first part? We must present a Jesus that the world doesn't know it is missing. In the same way that some biographies need to be rewritten for every generation. See, it's not hard to see that they, that this is, you have a hard time convincing me that, that those who, who, who would come up with this and teach this are saved. Uh, because if you really knew Jesus, you, you would know. He doesn't need to be rewritten. The story doesn't need to be retold. Uh, once he, he, the, we've been, I've been preaching the book of Acts this year, and the Apostle Paul, uh, once he met uh, Jesus on the Damascus Road, he didn't try and reinvent him. He didn't try and repackage him. So uh, the religious people, no, he said, you better repent. You better believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't need to be reinvented. But they're trying to create another Jesus, a politically correct Jesus. Here's in, in this, this is, this is really great because they give you exercises to do with your church people. Here's one. You're gonna, you're gonna, we might do this this afternoon. It says, gather your team together and bake or buy a birthday cake. Assemble candles, balloons, and other party materials. Go to a section of town you normally avoid to knock on doors or talk to people on the street until you find someone who has a birthday coming up soon, adult or child. 
deliver the party materials, light the candles, sing happy birthday, and then leave. Have each person describe his or her experience. What does it mean when Jesus says, when you do it for the least of these, my brothers, you're doing it personally for me? Why do we need the poor as much as they need us? Why do the richer need us as much as we need them? Describe what a Christ-like church looks like based on this shared experience. Um, I guess this is their soul winning. We're going to go and, and we're just going to do random acts of kindness for people. And we're going to, but how condescending to buy a birthday cake and to go into a poor neighborhood and find somebody who has a birthday and give it to them. I believe in going to poor neighborhoods, but I believe on telling them that there's a perfect Savior that came from heaven to die for their sins, and He loves them, and He'll save them if you just push their faith and trust in them. This is, this is who Jesus is to them. He's a novelty. He's a historical figure. Uh, he is somebody that we can repackage and we can reshape so that he will be accepted by society. Uh, th this is who he is, this church here. Uh, Dan Kimball is the author of this book. I quoted him yesterday in a different book. Uh, they like Jesus, but not the church. And he is presenting that the reason why that society is rejecting, quote-unquote, the church is because... Uh, we have failed, we've put the church ahead of Jesus, and we have not just let people fall. And the Jesus that he creates in here is not the Jesus of the Bible. Uh, I, I'll, I'll read a few things in here to you. This, this chapter title is Jesus as Son of God in Plastic Action Figure. Uh, part of the, one of the subtitles is Jesus is my homeboy. He begins to describe how uh, he sees the act Jesus action figures everywhere. And I, I've never, I've never gone to the source and seen them. <clears throat> the, uh, uh, on t-shirts and, and all, all of these things. And this idea that Jesus is becoming more popular now. Jesus is not my homeboy. He's the perfect Son of God. He's my Savior. And the book of Revelation does talk about blasphemers. Uh, wasn't that one of the, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, isn't that one of the signs of the, the perilous times? It will be inside of the church. Uh, there, there, there's a holiness about the Son of God. Uh, when, you, when, you, when that righteous judge stands before mankind one day, nobody's going to walk up and try and pound knuckles or anything, they're going to fall right. on their yeah. face yeah. and beg right. for mercy. Right. Uh, right. This is what gets... There's people out there that if they were introduced to Jesus, they'd get saved. Yeah. But instead, they're told that Jesus is somebody other than who He is. So I don't have any tolerance. I have no tolerance for those that peddle this stuff. I'm not fellowshipping with independent Baptists. Who, who, who peddled this? Right. I'm just not doing it. So well, they would never say that. I taught you yesterday, you cannot take methods without taking their doctrine. If you take their methods, you're taking their doctrine. Uh, Jesus in music and in fashion and glowing in the dark. This is a man lecturing us, and he blasts um, independent Baptists in here. He blasts them in here. They're starting to name us now as the enemy. He, 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 this is a guy telling us how we should be doing our churches. Let me read this next statement too. When I turned on MTV, I saw Jesus again. 
This time on Johnny Cash's video from Hurt, the Nine Inch Nails song he covered. I mean, he's the model for preachers. I mean, he, 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 he's an MTV watcher, uh, social drinker. Uh, uh, he, he, he's, he's all kinds of things, but he's a Christ follower. And he will tell you he is a Christ follower. Um, he goes on to describe the dilemma of owning a Jesus bobblehead. He said somebody had given him a Jesus bobblehead, and after a while it bothered him, and so he gave it to his secretary and so he could bother her. Um, this is the casual nature of that is that is and this is independent batters are reading after these guys. Uh, this is what they this is what they really believe. Uh, this next step out of there's something about Jesus. Uh, most people today, whether in the church or outside the church, believe Jesus is a good person who has some sort of spiritual insight. When Pamela Anderson explained why she gives money to the homeless, she answered, if I refuse one of them, I'd be like, oh my God, what if that was Jesus? This man does not know Jesus. What he's doing is he's taking and he's creating another Jesus. You take every cult. You, you name the cult. They have a different Jesus than, than the Bible. They have to create a different Jesus. This is a cult. This is not an alternative form of worship. This is not an alternative way of doing things. This is a cult that is creating another Jesus. Um, another chapter, the church is an organized religion with a political agenda. Uh, we want Jesus without the church. We want Jesus uh, without conversion. We want uh, Him without the inconvenience. And what he goes on to do in this book is uh, he's got a whole chapter on the, the judgmental aspect of the church. Um, he's got former uh, independent Baptists being quoted in here about how uh, they didn't feel welcome in the church. He has a uh, chapter here is the church is homophobic. Uh, you stand against anything. Christ would not stand against that. Christ would. Christ is loving. Christ is. He. Jesus is. He's. 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 The church is what is harsh. And we get cited these. 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 These fundamentalists. These. These extremists, extreme Baptists speaking of us, they're the ones who are judgmental. Jesus is not judgmental. Friend, you and I know it to be different. What they are doing is they are creating a different Jesus. That's why when you go to talk to them and, and witness to them, so I follow Christ. Okay, well, you try and get them saved. They're already turned off by you and I. Because of what they have been told about you and I, I just have to be a Christ follower. I don't like you may tell me, how can you be a follower of Christ who is the cornerstone and not like what he's the cornerstone of? It's not possible. You cannot you cannot be right with the founder if you're not right with what he founded. That that's just the bottom line. So they create another Jesus. They want a Jesus that they, a Christ that they can model after. They want to copy some things of Him, but they have no conversion to be transformed to be like Him. See, in their mind, Jesus is someone who can be mimicked and copied. Uh, he is our example, but that was not His mission just to be an example. Uh, he is. Uh, not just a model of spirituality, 
uh, in their mind, he's just a model of spiritual things. I almost brought it out, but I didn't think I'd have time because I don't want to get bogged down. Uh, a book uh, about a man named Brian McLaren, McLaren wrote, who, uh, in, anyway, uh, comparing Jesus, um, Muhammad, and Buddha. And how they can inter, they can they can interact with each other, and we can tolerate those who believe in Buddha because they believe in Jesus. We can tolerate those who believe in in uh, Muhammad because uh, we don't want to turn them off with just saying Jesus is, is is the only way. But he does go on to say that that Jesus is somebody that you can copy. Jesus is somebody that you can model. He says, I personally believe that he 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 is the one that's for salvation. But he compares that you can believe in. We can interact with each other. They're wanting somebody, a spiritual, quote-unquote spiritual man, and not the Son of God. See, anyone can form from a religion can be a Christ follower. They can be Christ-like, but not know Christ. It is important that we understand, just like the preaching that's been going on, the, the messages about the, the soul winning and people being saved, that is still the way that churches are built. That is still the way that we reach the world. We are not called to have people follow Christ. We're to preach the gospel. We're to give the gospel. It, the Holy Spirit changes them. I preach the Word of God. I believe I stand where I should stand. I believe I stand firmly where I stand. But it's not my job to change my people. It, it, it's the, the Holy Spirit of God will change them. And is it any wonder that these, these churches look more like a nightclub than a church? I couldn't go in the door without being grieved. I couldn't. Just, just, just having these things in my study bothers me. I, I couldn't, I couldn't driving by them. I, I get tense because there's a Holy Spirit of God inside of me. Why? Why is it? I'm kind of getting ahead of myself with the, with the next part. Why is it the music that you've heard this week? Why? Why is? I mean, it's good. They practice. They work hard. But there is, there is a Spirit of God right. inside of you that right. bears witness. With what is being done by the Holy Spirit of God. When you don't have that, you've got to bring in everything else. And why is it that nobody has a problem with it? It's because that's what they do on Friday night. Now they're doing it on Saturday night. And now they're doing it on Sunday. It's because on, well, we just go follow Christ. Friend, to be, when you're converted, there's a change in you. You don't like what you used to like. But they, 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 what they do is just be a follower of Christ. We've got to remember the Christ follower has to have another Jesus. They like Jesus, but not the church. I'll make this statement, and then i got to move on to the, to the next part. In the social media politically correct world we live in, Jesus must be made likable. That's their goal. And Jesus, He is righteousness. He is holiness. You've got to acknowledge your own sinful nature to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. But if you change Jesus to where He's not, and I'll use the words, He's not homophobic. He's not judgmental. He's not, the, then there's no change. There, there's, there's, no, there's no need of a Savior if you don't even realize what you're doing is wrong. 
And they, they want to, they want to, we just, just, just as we preached last night, we could just preach Jesus. That's exactly what we got to do. We got to preach Jesus in the Bible. Uh, is they create this politically correct Jesus that must be made likable. So when you hear somebody say, I'm just a Christ follower, now you know what they're saying. This helps, this has helped, I had several people come to me after I taught this on a Wednesday night. They use this in their soul when they encounter that. I'm a, I'm a I, I just follow Christ. They do exactly what they were talking about. Because I think for a long time it's been like, well, okay, what, what do we do? Well, well let's go. But no, 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 I, I follow Christ. I've taken care of all of that. I'm, I'm one of his. And they're so ingrained with that. These people are lost. They think they are okay and they are not okay. It's because they are believing in a Jesus that does not exist. It's a Jesus that has been created that is not the Jesus of the Bible. It's a convert. I am a convert of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have been regenerated. I have been born again. Those are the Bible words. Don't fall for this Christ fall. That's why you take some of these methods, and I go back to what I did yesterday, and you put them in. They have those methods in place because they just want you to check a box. And that they're choosing a new life in Christ. Let's go back. Don't be intimidated. Oh, they, we baptize all these and they got all the, they got they got a t-shirt and all of these things. I would rather get born again. Keep the main thing the main thing. We like Jesus, but we don't like the church. That goes into the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Antichrist. I showed these to you yesterday. If, it, if it's all about Jesus and not the church, several of you have, even since, since this beginning of the meeting, you've said, this is going on in my town. And I saw, this is what's going on with, with one of these. And you, as an independent Baptist, you just preach your preferences, don't you? You're just a legalist. You're 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 just you you just like to have the control and the power over your people. You've heard that, but see here, it's just about Jesus. If it's just about Jesus, how come in all of your advertisement, his name's not even mentioned? It's not even mentioned. But it's just about Jesus, not the church. Well, every first-time guest gets a free movie ticket. Uh, we're going to learn the truths of Scripture from the latest Hollywood movies. Bring your kids so they can meet their favorite characters. Uh, I, I have no problem with promotion, but I do have a problem with somebody coming and never hearing the name of Jesus. We cannot be... Unarmed with Scripture. We cannot be intimidated because this is kind of a newer thing. This is, in my mind, the last day's theology. It crosses all denominational lines. It's this contemporary spirit that comes through. Whatever you want to do, just do it. Paul warns Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 and, and verses 2 through 4. All of those things, I can believe, can be found in the church. That The ship has sailed on abortion. I'm quoting. The ship has sailed on, on same-sex marriage. The ship has sailed on We have to accept it and bring it in. I have no problem. I believe any man can be saved that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe anybody can get their life back on track, but they're not going to do it by being told that they're okay. They're going to be. They're going to do it by being told you need to meet the Lord Jesus Christ, and He will change you like He changed that murdering church persecutor Saul into Paul. He'll change your life the same way. 
But to be all about Christ and not the church, it sure looks a lot like the church and not a lot like Christ. Turn your Bible, if you would, to 1 John chapter 4. I've got just a few minutes. 1 John chapter number 4. I remind you again what 2 Timothy 3, 5 says, having the form of godliness or denying the power thereof. I mentioned in passing yesterday that when you get into all of these books, and I've got, I think it's 48 or 49 written by these that, that, that I've gone through, One, you will find not just another Jesus they've created, you will find the complete absence of the Holy Spirit of God. That's why we've got to be careful. I'm, 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 I, I love fresh ideas. Uh, a lot of these men who are in here are, are my friends, and, I, and, I, and I'll pass through their church, I'll come to their church, and while I'm there, I'm looking, this is how are they doing this, how are they doing this. So you've got to be very, very careful bringing things into the church that are designed to replace the Holy Spirit. They're designed to replace the move of God. They're, because you can't quench Him, you can't grieve Him, and then expect Him you're not even holding up Jesus in front of them. So they can be saved. And so you've got to replace that with something else. We've got to be very, very careful what we what we bring in because it's designed to replace the Holy Spirit of God. You, you, you know you know these uh, scripture uh, scripture verses. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let me let me turn over to First Timothy real quick. Hold your place there in First John, First Timothy. Chapter number 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, has declared that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to, giving in to, seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. You and I know that the Holy Spirit of God is real. You and I know that uh, it, it is. It, it, you've, if you're saved, you know He's real. We, we've experienced the Holy Spirit of God in this meeting. He is real. But I'm afraid sometimes we forget to acknowledge that there are seducing spirits. There are doctrines of devils. This is says that oh man, come down, come down here, and we get the praise band going, and we get our worship on, and oh, you can feel the spirit. I used to say, you don't feel the spirit. I've stopped saying that. They do feel the spirit. It's just not the Holy Spirit. It is a seducing spirit. How can you say that, Pastor Neil? Because it comes from doctrines of devils. Saying that there is another Jesus is the doctrine of devils. And we we have to understand that there's the whole we ought we ought to be I want I want God to be pleased with me I want to have the, the liberty to preach in the power of the Holy Spirit of God I want the Holy Spirit to do what only He can do This preacher can't save anybody There's not a preacher on this planet that can save anybody Only the Holy Spirit of God brings that conviction And only the Holy Spirit of God can do that That's what I want And when you push everything aside because it's another Jesus The Holy Spirit of God We know His We know His purpose We know His role He's pointing to Jesus. He's pointing to Jesus. He's pointing to Jesus. And when you bring in another Jesus, he's not, he's not going to point to another Jesus. He's not, he, when you grieve him, he's not going to be there. But the Bible reminds us, giving heed to seducing spirits and daughters. Of, well, he's, he, 
he's a light minded I can't believe he's, he's giving heed to seducing spirits. Alright, first John chapter number four. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the Spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already it is in the world. We know that in the end times there is an Antichrist. But there is a Spirit of Antichrist. There's a Spirit of Christ. And then there's a Spirit that is Antichrist. And just because it's got a religious label does not mean it's the Spirit of Christ. The devil does not care what church somebody goes to as long as they don't hear the gospel. He does not care if the name of Jesus is invoked if it's a different Jesus. He doesn't care how much they worship. He doesn't care how much, as long as that gospel is kept away from them. There's a seducing spirit. There's the spirit of Antichrist. I, I failed to bring the, the other book with me, but Ed Stetzer, that's probably a name you have heard, and it's a name you should stay away from, and probably stay away from those who use his name just as a suggestion. He teaches in his book on planting missional churches that what the, this generation is looking for is going back to that sensory... Uh, I wanted to have those quotes with me this morning, but I failed to bring that book with me. Uh, this sensory experience, and he compares it to the Catholic Church. Creating an atmosphere, the candles and all these things and, and all of the uh, different, the multi-sensory experience. This is what you should be doing in your church. This is what they're looking for because they're looking for something authentic. They're looking for something uh, that they can they can feel and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll misquote it, but you'll get the gist of it. Uh, they, they're not going to accept something until they feel it first. Well, You've just got to accept by faith. You've got to accept the truth of the Word of God. We know that. But that is, that is what is that? That's a different spirit. I have been in some of the largest Catholic cathedrals in the world. You walk in the door, there's a spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of Antichrist. It's a seducing spirit. We are told in verse number 1 to... Uh, try the spirits whether they are of God. That word try, we're not to believe every spirit. Well, they, they went and they, boy, they, they said they have this is believe not every spirit. We're to try them. We're to test them. We're to, uh, to, to not just believe them because they, we've got to be very careful. Here's this new survey, religious survey that came out and, and Barna came out the survey and said people like this and this and this and this and this. I really don't care what Barna says to be honest with you. We're supposed to believe not every spirit. Try them. Why? Because many false prophets are in this world. Dude, it goes back to yesterday. Do not take a method from a false doctrine. You cannot do it without getting the doctrine. Uh, we see also, number two, know ye the Spirit of God. One confesseth, the Spirit of God confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. The other one confesseth not. I'm afraid, and I don't know if it apply to you or not, and I'm constantly reminded of it. How can I recognize a seducing spirit if I'm not in tune with the Holy Spirit? I, I, I've got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. 
And if we are replacing the Holy Spirit with a worship experience, we will use it. Come, we have a great worship experience. I'm not even sure what that means. Is it a ride like a Disney World? Or how was your experience today? Please fill out this form and let us know how your experience was. Uh, I want people to come to church and know that God met with them. Yeah, yeah, that right. God spoke hey. to them. Uh, why, why is it that we, we've been in um, a relocation. We're getting ready to relocate again. The Lord's given us property. And uh, so we've had uh, several uh, morning services. We've had church in tent. We've had Sunday school under oak trees. I'm not going to tell you all of the places we had Sunday school because I'm sure some of them might be illegal. I don't know, but we've we've we, we, we just everywhere. But I tell you, and it has not been an ideal situation in many ways. But I can tell you, that God has been so good to us. The Spirit of God has moved. People have been saved and changed. They did not come. They got a multi-sensory experience, but not what they're describing. It was multi-century because this dude is sitting too close to me because we're all crammed in here. Uh, it's, it's like and you see the, the restroom trailer uh, out there. Now, we, we lived out of... Wait a minute. That didn't sound right. We lived out of restroom trailer. We had restroom trailers for over a year. But, so there was a multi-century experience when you came to church. But you know what? It never hindered. It never hindered us having church. It never hindered people being saved. Why? Because the Holy Spirit of God. Many of God, you know this, if the Holy Spirit is there, you can preach anywhere, anytime, on any subject, and He can do a work that only He can do. Why replace that with a multi-sensory experience? We're to believe every spirit. We're to know the Spirit of God. Every other, this is what I'm getting to. Converse, and I'm almost out of time. Pastor, I know that's what you believe. I just don't believe that. It's okay for you to believe it. But this is what I believe. And I'm puzzled by that. Because in their mind, there's an alternate truth. I, I can't explain it, Pastor. No, I, love, I, no, I, love, I love church entertainment. I can't explain it. But I, I felt something when I went over there. I felt something. I felt a spirit I've never that I did. It's it's. I you did feel something. There is the Holy Spirit of God. Every other spirit is the spirit of Antichrist. Every other spirit. You say, Pastor, no, we we know this. We gotta be reminded because we are being bombarded. And we're being told, I'm a follower of another Jesus. Well, the Holy Spirit of God is not going to point people to that Jesus. Pastor, we just feel led to go down there. It wasn't the Holy Spirit that led you. It was not the Holy Spirit that led you. Because the Holy Spirit of God is not going to point somebody to a Jesus that has been created in the mind of lost men so that they can accept Him. It's not going to do it. A seducing spirit will. Every other spirit is of Antichrist. First John 4, 6, we were reminded that there's one, one spirit is truth and the other is error. I'm a little confused why, why some people would have a hard time just condemning those that come from other spirits. I, I, I condemn the emerging contemporary movement. Because one is truth, one is 
error. I taught on it yesterday. Not to go back to that, but it's so important. Well, we just have a different way of doing things. Don't fall for that. One is truth. One is error. But we still have our King James Bible. When you look around, everything else... Not, one is truth. One is error. You try and blend them. How in the world is the Holy Spirit... How arrogant to think that the Holy Spirit of God is going to say, okay, I'll show up at this time. Let the other spirit come in at this time. And what a lot of people have done is say, we'll have our, our traditional service here. We'll have our contemporary service here. And whichever one that you like. And, and, and you make these, you see people make these transitions from uh, churches like yours and mine. They're going to transition them into more of a contemporary. What they have to do is they have to change so many things. And so they begin to blend things. You cannot blend the spirit of Antichrist with the spirit of Christ. You cannot do it. He's not staying. Oh, it's like, okay, well, you, we'll have the Spirit, what they're doing, the Spirit of Antichrist, we're going to have Him come at 9.30, and we're going to schedule the Holy Spirit at 11 for the two services. It's, it's not going to happen. There's truth, there's error. Spirit, 1 John 5, 6 through 9, we're reminded that there's Spirit that beareth witness, and that is the Spirit of truth. But when we preach men, we need the Spirit of God. Right. I have a, and, and I don't claim to be an expert on this at all, but I have done a lot of research on it. I just have a hard time looking at it logically. That we work a cry, we appeal to the flesh the moment they walk in the door. Who on the field just like if they were going to the movie house? Who on the field just like they were going to... I want people walking in the door of a main Baptist church, whether it's under a tent. I want them to feel like they're walking to church. Right? And then we appeal to the flesh. We appeal to the flesh and the music and just everything that we do in the service. And then we want to get up and say, Oh, Holy Spirit of God, move among us today. Maybe somebody smarter than I am. I can't find that in Scripture where the Holy Spirit of God is going to hang around until we stop glorifying the flesh and say, okay, now we're ready for you to do what we cannot do. And this is be very, very, very careful. You do what you want to do, but you be very, very careful and letting things creep in. Because once the Holy Spirit says, I'm not putting my endorsement on that. Right. You have to go further right. to replace the results right. of the Holy Spirit. Sure. Right. It's just a couple of songs you won't stop. Because the Holy Spirit says, and then you got to keep going and going. And going well, and, and you mark it down. You mark it down. There's some doing it right now, and they're going further and further and further. They'll come. They'll declare this book right here is not the perfect will of God. It's not the perfect word of God. So you're talking with? Well, you come ask me. I'll tell you. And you mark it down. And you, you know, this day, this year. 
that I said that the day will come when they'll give up their King James Bible. And when it happens, you can say, he was right. Right. Brother Arthur preached on it Monday night. The Spirit of God moved on those men as they wrote this. And then we want to bring things in that are contrary to this. The only begotten Son of God. My, my Jesus is not a politically correct Jesus. He, he did go into the temple when he was displeased by it. The Holy Spirit of God. we got to have the Holy Spirit of God. We've got to have the Holy Spirit of God. The methods do matter. 